0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones-Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum. At b1bank.com. From Mansur's on the boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. Stephanie Regal is a broadcaster and editor of Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business, Baton Rouge Style.
1: Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Baton Rouge is a city that loves its sports, and while Tiger football dominates the headlines, baseball has a large following, too, as do soccer and basketball, and there's a vibrant and growing outdoor community active in running, cycling, swimming, and rowing. That homegrown passion for sports and athletics hasn't just resulted in some of the most diehard fans you'll ever meet. It's also given birth to some impressive companies, really impressive, My first guest today is with one of those companies, Marucci Sports, which started out making wooden bats a little over a decade ago, and today is the number one brand used by major league players. And that's not all. In the past two years, Marucci has branched out into non-wooden bats and other baseball gear and apparel. Last season, 28 players in the big leagues could be seen sporting Marucci gloves. Michael Uffman, CFO of Marucci Sports, is here with us today to tell us about this really cool company. Michael, welcome to Out to Lunch.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Marucci is a great story. And and while Marucci is the name to know in the world of baseball bats and gear, coffee is the name to know in the world of rowing. Calvin Coffee is a former Olympic medalist in rowing who created a simulated rowing machine in the mid-1970s that today is the number one rowing simulator nationwide. <clears throat> Calvin designed the machine called the Simulator, that's O-A-R, and for nearly four decades now, it has won rave reviews from those in the rowing community because of the way it simulates the feel of actually being on the water. Calvin's company, The Coffee Corporation, makes the machine. Calvin is here to tell us about it. Welcome to Out to Lunch, Calvin. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. Well, we're going to get back to you in a minute. But I'm going to start with Michael. And Marucci is such a cool story. It got its start in the early 2000s when three guys, former LSU pitcher Kurt Ainsworth, now your CEO, former LSU trainer Jack Marucci, the namesake, and former baseball player Joe Lawrence got together and started marketing the wooden bats that Marucci had been making on the side kind of for fun. Today, it has unseated the Louisville Slugger as the king of bats. What makes a Marucci bat better than the bat that was used by Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron? How did y'all do it?
2: Well, it's a lot of, lot of things. I think uh, it all starts with uh, the fact that you have former baseball players, former coaches, former, uh, former All-Stars, MVPs. You've got a lot of people that have input into the process. Um, when you have that you get a lot of attention to detail so it really starts with knowing the game mm-hmm. um, our, sl- our company slogan is honor the game which is something that's been in place and curtain forces every day and by honor the game we really mean by giving the players the things that they need to be successful so we, we let that drive the business uh, I would say the other key thing that makes us successful is really quality um, whereas you know anyone can take a piece of wood uh, buy a lathe and turn it into a bat it's how, how consistent are you going to be? How dedicated are you going to be to take, you know, if, if Albert Pools calls us and requests 20 bats, we're not going to send him 20 bats that aren't all 100% gamers. So uh, Louisville Slugger and, there, you know, there's a lot of other bat manufacturers out of there out there in the, in the world today. Uh, those guys, if, if Albert would, were to order 20 bats from those guys, they would probably cut 20 pieces of wood. The reality for us, we are going to, you know, go ahead and cut, consistently more bats than that until we get 20 perfect bats and you know players know uh, your tool to the trade in the game of baseball is the bat it is the one thing that you know if you have a inferior bat you're gonna you're not gonna be at your best so the players they need that bat and they know the difference between a great bat and a good bat and uh, because we deliver that that's how we've been successful.
1: So you can have the greatest bat in the world but unless you get it in the right hands Maybe nobody knows about it. Mm -hmm. How much of it is the actual technical superiority of your product versus the marketing and the connections and, and, you know, having gotten it to the the major league players?
2: Yeah. The marketing certainly (laughs) helps. And I I would argue, again, you know, there's not another company in the world in baseball that has the relationships we have with players. Um, You know, we have a lot of players that are investors. We have a lot of players that are on our advisory board. We have uh, some players that are on our corporate board. Um, so that has a huge, huge impact in letting us get the ball out, the bats out on the field. But again, uh, you know, there's other companies that do have some relationships, and there's, you know, a lot of players that grew up loyal to a Louisville Slugger, but at the end of the day, they're going to pick the bat that's the best bat. So again, it's, it's quality-driven that really gets us there.
1: Do y'all make them here in Baton
3: Rouge?
2: We do. We, uh, we make 100% of the wood bats. Uh, we, we own a wood mill, uh, or I sh- shouldn't say we as Merge Sports, but, but we have some, some common ownership in a wood mill. Uh, and that wood is delivered to our factory here in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, off of uh, Segan Lane. And 100% of those wood bats are, are made here. Uh, we have lathes. We have, you know, do all the painting here and then ship everything from Baton Rouge.
1: Do you all continue to refine the, the product? Um, you know, have, has it gotten better in the past 10 years?
2: We do. There's, there's different technologies that, you know, we have a full uh, product development team that spends a lot of research and development dollars just to figure out ways to make the wood harder. Um, to make the appearance of our, our bats better um, to be able to add more customizations to the bats um, and and obviously you know there's there's always a safety issue with bats breaking so we we do a lot of testing with bats to make sure that our bats if they do break, wood bats are going to break but that they break in the safest way possible so sure bats have definitely gotten better
1: so you had the perfect wooden bat now y'all are making non-wooden bats why have y'all branched out into that
2: right well if you think about uh... you know in, in there's always a, a pyramid of sort of. If you look at the market um, and, and the the base being the larger opportunity, the larger amount of players, larger revenue. You know that's really the kids, and you know that the kids are the the base. And as you move up to high school, college, and then to the major league baseball players, the the major league you know players are, are somewhat you know they're it's a you're lucky to make that make it to the big leagues, and there's just not as many players as there are kids. So if you really want to build a company. Um, and grow significantly on the revenue side. You've got to look at you know aluminum bats, at fielding gloves, at batting gloves, and uniforms. And so, you know, it, it goes back to um, a lot of things. And one thing that Kurt Ainsworth has always always said is you know like Kurt and I both grew up playing baseball uh, like the rest of us, and the names you knew were Easton and Louisville. And when we got to high school and college, we were swinging Easton and Louisville. So for us, we have to get people. You know, our kids they have to have that first bat has to be a Marucci bat so that they will grow up and continue using it so
1: and so now y'all are in you're not just in the high-end stores you're not just found in major league teams but you're in sporting goods stores around the country
2: correct we are uh, many we oh i couldn't, even, <laughs> I couldn't mm-hmm. even tell you we're we're in in virtually every store that uh dick sporting goods has throughout the country which is probably the largest brick and mortar retail store of sporting goods uh, we're in all the academy stores now um Hibbit sports y- you name it we also have some um justbats.com is a huge um, avenue that a lot of people go uh experienced players go to get you know good feedback and reviews on products so we're we're there and then we have just as important a team dealer network which is uh you, you're probably familiar with red stick sports in baton sure. rouge well there's a whole network of their those throughout the country that we sell through and then uh, another huge sales strategy that you know we have put in place uh is we sell direct to teams so you know youth baseball now you you've probably heard the term travel ball there's uh, organizations that you know may have 10 to 100 teams within their their you know their group and uh, we sell directly to a lot of those top tier teams throughout the country so it's very important that to us that you know the best players out there you know are using our products as well let's mm. visit
1: with calvin um, for a minute calvin while we find marucci products in, in sporting goods stores all over now the simulator is a much more specialized niche product tell us about where you can find the simulator and and how it really came to be
4: well I um I have a mechanical engineering degree out of college and I rode in college and I did a design project on racing boat so I started my business back in 1975 and I built racing boats and then I branched off into other composite composite products uh, notably aircraft uh, tanks for crop dusting. You see a lot of these biplanes. I made a lot of the tanks that go in, that were in those, in those uh, crop dusting planes. Oh, so cool. Um, and then made a full line of rowing shells. And then I, uh, I sold that business, turned out to the Russians back in, uh, really? in the middle 90s. And then I, I, uh, I went to work in industry. I worked for Corning Incorporated. In their research, uh, doing uh, development, of new products, and I worked there for ten years. kept my business kept my business going, and then uh, I retired. Not retired, but I took a package out of, of uh, out of Corning, uh, and then promptly got into a, a bad car accident, sixty mile an hour head-on. That I d- decided I needed a good rowing machine to rehabilitate myself. Okay. So I designed this machine six years ago, uh, and then rehabilitated myself on it. So, and so I've been making it. I've been making it since.
1: So the rowing machine really helped. Really helped you with your therapy and your rehabilitation after That's this accident. Because
4: right, rowing, is kind of a unique sport. There's, all the joints and muscles are are used, but there's no impact. And there's no torsion, and all the joints are bending like they're intended. So it's very injury-free, and you can take it from any level, from you know paddling, recreational rowing to uh, Olympic-class you know competition.
1: Now, from what I've read about your machine, it's preferred by the real serious and, and competitive sportsmen. What makes it different than the rowing machine I see at the gym?
4: Those machines are made by. Uh, some friends of mine, competitive people, um, but it it has the the work of a of rowing, but it doesn't have the motion. It generally has a flywheel up front with a handle on it. Right, and you pull it straight back, and rowing involves oars, and so the machines that we make incorporate the oars into into the, the machine and it has all the geometry you'd see in Olympic class racing boats.
1: And you know about Olympic class racing boats because you were an Olympic rower?
4: That's correct. Back in uh, Montreal Olympics. 1976? Well, probably before you were born. <laughs> I was there.
1: <laughs> I watched them on TV. Yeah.
4: So uh, and I, I built my, a prototype boat that I raced in the Olympics
1: really is there much of a rowing community in baton rouge or, or south louisiana
4: there isn't uh lsu has a club club program and they have a good turnout and they they uh they row on lsu lake early in the morning mm-hmm.
1: rowing notwithstanding though baton rouge is is really a sports town wouldn't you say no. and i'm sure you all see that at marucci I
2: mean. no no question um you know people people here uh or and now it's 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 you know, sports are not just the annual or the uh, week weekend affair. they you know, kids are playing sports, traveling, playing all over the place. But, you know, whether it's swimming, cheerleading, basketball, baseball, it's good to hear rowing you know, because yeah. I, I wasn't a part of that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's I, I think every kid should be active. And, you know, I think we're trying to do our part to promote that fit lifestyle.
1: Much more so than than 20 or 30 years ago, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Michael and, and Calvin, you, so while y'all's companies design products to enhance athletic performance and keep people in shape, some people have shapes that require a little more attention. So I'm talking about women's breasts here and finding a bra, a sports bra that fits you perfectly when you're like many women imperfect isn't easy. Uh, for all those women, Kristen Earhart, our next guest, has designed Barola, the bra for life. Kristen, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to Out to Lunch.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: So we're talking sports and athletics here and, and local companies that, that design really neat products related to sports. You design a unique sports bra for the hard to fit woman, whether that, that means a woman who's had a mastectomy or is just an odd shape or, or whatever the need. How did this product come about?
3: Well, um, it's an, actually, it's an interesting story, um, and it really started out of a focus for women's wellness. I had lost my mother to breast cancer several years back and talking with other women who were going through breast cancer just saw a need in the market to provide something that would provide comfort and support and then promote wellness for these individuals. And as I started looking in the market, I just couldn't find anything. And then one day I started asking questions, talking with surgeons, designers, and so forth, and just saw the need in the market. And so that's really where it started from, was just really having those conversations with people and then myself having my own personal experiences with it. Um, You know, it's not easy when you're hard to fit or when you go through challenges in life, whether it be breast cancer or, you know, pregnancy. There's lots of times where women have adjustments and have a hard time getting a bra to fit.
1: So how does one with no real background or experience in this area, you didn't grow up playing baseball like the Marucci guys, how do you know how to design the perfect sports bra or who did you turn to for help?
3: Yeah, I think that's a great question um, because I do not have a design background. Uh, But one of the benefits that I had with designing a new sports bra was not having that background, actually. So um, I think that helped me along the way. And then my background as far as work has been, has been on recruitment side in HR. So I was able to go out and literally find people that had the industry from the design side to help me. But I think it really benefited with the end product just not having that design background and really kind of pushing the industry to make a change. Very interesting. So where do you have them manufactured? They're all manufactured with a small, female-owned factory in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, I love that. And and they're designed here in Baton Rouge? Yes. Yeah, so I'm over at the design of all the bras, um, and I was really focused on quality. When I started looking at the bras that were in the market, there were just features that other companies didn't put into their design or their bras because of cost. So mm-hmm. part of my design was to make sure the focus was more on the fit and the quality and not necessarily focus on, on, the, on the cost aspect of it. I, I mean, I know there are a million
1: sports bra companies out there, what makes yours better? Or?
3: Sure, so we have a lot of features with our bras, but one of the things again was the focus on wellness. So one of the features that I added to our bras was making sure we use fabrics that were eco-friendly and organic. One of the biggest organs you have is your skin. So think about it this way. When you're sweating, you're working out, what what types of fabrics do you really want to touch your skin? And particularly with our focus on breast cancer awareness as well, mm-hmm. we wanted to ensure that these women felt safe and confident when they wore our bras, and they didn't have those concerns. The other features that are unique, probably for a sports bra is we have all the front adjustable. So you can get a customized fit. Our fabric has multi-way stretch. It also has adjustable straps with a soft Velcro. And zip in hook and eye front closures interesting okay and and so far how's how well is it being received around the area yeah it's it's great um, I have no complaints this has been such a rewarding process we launched in September we're locally in Baton Rouge in two stores, the Total Woman Boutique, which also helped us with our design, as well as the Bra Genie. And then just about a few weeks ago, we launched online with the Cure Diva, which is a very well-known website for breast cancer. Okay, well, good deal. Talking about
1: about sports bras and women, how much of your market share, Michael, do you think is is taken up by, by female players? I mean, I know female athletics or... A big deal now do you all see little girls playing baseball I know we're not talking professional major league players but, but
2: they, they do actually have professional softball players uh, which which we're trying to get into that market um, but it's not just the women players we do make softball products and we really started making those uh, in 2014 we, we'd had some bats before that but we have really now have every everything for females that we have have you know for our male ball players so uh, bats batting gloves bags you name it uniforms all that stuff uh, but it's also, we really address the the largest buyer, as you might imagine, of uh, baseball products for kids is usually the mothers. So sure. we, we also, point. you know, we also spend a lot of time, you know, making sure that not only do they understand, you know, not every mother that comes into our store really understands what a great bat is and what a not great bat is and how there's differences for every kid. So we try to simplify that and make sure, you know, we're we're arming them with the right information. We also make, you know, women's apparel as well. So. You know, we want to make sure our, our, our mothers look good in their uh, in the stands when they're watching <laughs> the ball games. <laughs>
1: the possibilities are endless. Yeah, y'all recently opened two uh, batting cages there at the at the plant, um, mm-hmm. the Hitters House. Yep. How is that going?
2: It's, uh we it, it's taken off faster than we expected it was something that I think had been an idea in Kurt's mind and, and a few others uh, for a while but we launched it on December 18th and it's it's truly a one of the one-of a- kind facility not just in Baton Rouge but really in the country uh, what makes it unique is it's not just batting cages uh, in the front in the front we have five batting cages that are pitching machines and every pitching machine not only throws baseball but it throws softball and it thro- every one of them throws multiple speeds so, it's, you're not just waiting for the fast baseball cage, you know, where you have a long line. You can literally go in each of them. But what truly makes it different is in the back. We have a membership area. Uh, it's five additional cages, and it's for you and your, you know, the kid and his dad can go in there. The kids love it. They have fingerprint access to get in the door, and they can get in there 24 hours, seven days a week. So,
1: so do y'all have people there in the middle of the night playing baseball? Uh,
2: not yet, because we just <laughs> launched it. We're we're about, you know, we're well on our way to our, our kind of quota, you know, that we're trying to get to uh, for memberships. But we do have kids there around the clock hitting. Uh, we also have, you know, a stereo set up for the kids and TV, so the kid can go in there and plug his loud music and. You know it kind of gets the kids fired up when they go go hitting there. There's also some some pitching mound, so it's it's been a big success for us, and it's something we're going to look at. You know, probably franchising or or um, opening stores. You know, kind of throughout the U.S.
1: Because you have not franchised yet. I mean, Marucci's only in Baton Rouge.
2: We haven't, but uh, we get calls daily. Um, all, you know, for people that w- are interested in opening stores, and the good news is a lot of those are, are friends of ours that are also. Uh, even Hall of Famers uh, in baseball that would love to have, you know, enter your name, that personal hitter's house uh, and so we're really excited about it and, and for for most of those guys, they come in and they're just blown away like, you know, when you're done with the baseball game, you still want to get back to the game, so a lot of our MLB players are just dying to have their name on a hitter's house, be able to go in regularly and watch kids hit and help It's them. so
1: great. Mm-hmm. Can Can Marucci keep growing at this rate and stay in Baton Rouge?
2: I think we, can, we have. I think, I think you know Baton Rouge uh, is, is a place that myself, Kurt, and several others, uh, Joe Lawrence is from the Lake Charles area, uh, Jack being you know tied to, to LSU, so none of us are, are interested in leaving Baton Rouge, and, and right now we feel like there's great talent that we're able to get out of LSU and surrounding schools. So uh, certainly from a from a people standpoint, we can grow. Um, We just got a lot of work to do. That's good to
1: hear. Well, y'all, we're going to take a little break and do what we call the checklist. It's that part of the show where we ask you a quick question you probably wouldn't get on a typical loan application. So, Calvin, I'll start with you. What's unique about the culture of your company?
4: Well, we have our new business model is no employees. So, (laughs) you're looking at coffee corporation these days. (laughs) Love it. So, So, I mean, all our product is sold before it's made. And we make them in groups. And, and we've shipped to Europe. Uh, we have machines in uh, Netherlands and England and Alaska and New Zealand. Where, where do you
1: make them, actually?
4: I make them over in the LSU South Campus in the, uh, Innovation Park.
1: And and you actually and manufacture them yourself? I, yeah,
4: I'm, I'm it. You're it. You're everything. <laughs> I'm everything. Design,
1: <laughs> manufacture, <laughs> sales, ship, d- the whole that's world. That's right. That's
4: right. No, well my wife is involved in the business and she does all all the uh the, the paperwork and the taxes and the filings and she's also very good uh with customers
1: so she just doesn't count as an employee she's like a she co-owner did, or something
4: i work for her she's <laughs> there the, you she's, go. The, she's the president good
1: deal well kristen here's <laughs> one for you what part of your job gives you the most satisfaction
3: Probably the, the biggest part of my job that gives me satisfaction is the is the feedback I get from my customers. It's very rewarding for me to know that I was able to not just design something, manufacture it in the U.S., and then put it out to the market and have it be so well received. Uh, I get calls almost weekly from customers just telling me, thank you, and you know they pass it on in the referral and the networking that goes on with that. It's just very rewarding to know that I was able to help somebody.
1: That's great. Mm -hmm.
3: Michael, here's one for you. Um, What is the best career advice
1: you've ever been given?
2: Uh, Sure. Well, um, I would say, you know, a long time ago, my father told me, you know, don't just continue trying to find the financial goal and, and setting your eyes on just how much money you can make, but really try to find something that you really enjoy doing. Love doing, and I think uh, you know. He he always told me that if you do that and you focus on that, and you find that happiness, then the financial part of it will take care of itself. And so I think I think that's what's unique also about Marucci, is not only is everybody a baseball player or has some tie to baseball, and I'm talking about our accountants, our um, I'm obviously the CFO and I have a baseball background to our CEO, to our product design, you name it, our sales guys, but everybody truly f- believes in that because you know, a lot of guys came out of the pharmaceutical world or the oil and gas world or the banking world and they ended up here. But I think everybody just being around baseball and doing what they love, I think that's that's what really drives us.
1: And you probably have young guys beating the door down wanting to work for you, huh? We do.
2: <laughs> we do. And we, we, we try to tell them, you know, don't be in such a hurry to get to the top. You know, enjoy those those days when you're learning the business. But we do get a lot of really talented young people that are really driven.
1: I have a question for all three of y'all. What... Um, what do you think the biggest impediment to the growth of your company is at, at this point? Or maybe you're not trying to grow your company in Calvin's case, I don't know. You
4: know right now I can I can sell every machine that I can make. So, you know, I have to, if I'm gonna get larger, uh, I have to job out or hire people and that's not in my business model
2: currently. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah. So. What, what about Marucci, Michael? I, impediments to growth?
2: Yeah, I think uh, for us, it's it's really the competition. So you know, if you're if you're a, a young company, it's 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 a challenge, sure, to take over market share and to start growing your business. But once your comp- competitors really start to notice, mm-hmm. uh, like Louisville Slugger, like Wilson DeMarini, like Rawlings, we're trying to g- grow not only aluminum bats but our fielding gloves. And with baseball growing at about four percent per year, that's not huge growth. And so for us to continue to grow that. Grow at a faster rate than that. We're literally saying we're going to go into Dick's Sporting Goods and we're going to take somebody else's products off the shelf to put ours in there.
3: What about you, Kristen? Probably my my biggest one would be time. Um, we're a small business, and just getting the word out there and spreading the word about Barola um, is key. And finding those right partners too. So we've been very successful. Uh, locally with our retail partners but it's getting those right retail partners whether they be standalone storefront businesses or online to ensure that we're getting products out there that these women can try on you know and once they try it on you know nine out of ten women are buying our product so it's just getting it in their hands i think is probably is our biggest challenge today Well, you all
1: believe it or not that's about all we have time for mm-hmm. you know we like to say baton rouge is a big small town and you hear that a lot but when you hear about what your companies are doing and the reputation they have in their respective fields you realize baton rouge is a lot bigger than it may at first seem and there are a lot of hidden and not so hidden gems based right here so michael Uphman Calvin Coffee and Kristen Earhart, thanks so much for sharing your stories and joining me today on Out to Lunch.
2: Thank you. Nice, thank you.
1: My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Michael Uffman of Marucci Sports, Calvin Coffee of Coffee Corporation, and Kristen Earhart of Barola, Inc. You can find out more about Marucci Sports, Coffee Corporation, and Barola, Inc. by following the links on our websites, wrkf.org and itsbatonrouge.la. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show is engineered by Chris Kehoe. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music, including his latest album, Puzzle, is available at mitchellforeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch.
0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum. At B1Bank.com